Welcome, soccer fans, to your State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and today I'm joined by podcast mom, Sharon, and Jared. First, let's go to you, Sharon. How's it going? Hey, happy, I think, what is this, Sunday? Our recording day today is Sunday, so excellent. Um, it's a pretty day outside, and I'm doing okay. Jared, how you doing? Uh, doing excellent, just uh, getting prepped for uh, my trip to Jacksonville, and uh yeah, you know, we'll see how, how tonight's uh, matches go, both in uh, MLS and USL. Just uh, ready to go. It'll be a good way to kind of keep me occupied as well as I do my packing. Interesting you would say uh, that about the USL championship match. They're talking about go orange. <laughs> That's the byline right now is go orange. Because we're, I think, West Coast, you got to root for Orange County. You know, if you're anywhere near the West Coast, you root for Orange County. The underdogs. Yeah. Luis, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. There's so much going on today, game-wise, right, this evening. that Some games kind of, like, uh, are at the same time as others, but it's, it's all good. I'll be flipping channels all the time because we also got the quarterfinals for Liga MX going on, uh, which last night's games were something else really great, and we got some really big surprises that happened. And so looking forward to the games today for uh, Liga MX and also... Of course, the USL final, as you mentioned, Sharon, we definitely got to support Orange County because it's the California team, the West Coast team, and we got a couple of former Republic players there playing. And so we, we got to make sure that that goes on. So hopefully it's a good match. And the great thing, as I mentioned before, is that it's not only going to be on ESPN Plus, but it's also going to be on the main ESPN uh, cable channel and also on ESPN Deportes in Spanish, too. So really great that they're giving so many options and allowing more and more people to experience usl uh through this final so shout out to to the people running the show so let's go ahead and get started with our favorite segment the one we start all of our episodes with colossos of gratitude and sharon uh, since we're welcoming you back here on the podcast how about we have you go first thank you for that um first off thank you guys for carrying the water while i was um um, dealing with some personal issues. And as such, um, I also want to thank everybody for the outpouring of support, because as we all know, um, podcast cat Keisha had to say goodbye. Um, she was at the end of her journey here on the planet. And so I just want to thank everybody for, you know, chiming in and, and offering their support and love. It meant the world. I'm still, you know, when you've been with somebody uh, like a cat for 18 and a half years, that's outlasted any freaking personal relationship except for family and, you know, close friends. Um, yeah, my cat. Uh, thank you for the love, everyone. So that's my golazo of gratitude for today. Well, as far, far as uh, my golazos of gratitude, I, I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but I definitely want to give my uh, golazo to uh, my director out in Rhode Island for uh, giving me the opportunity to take this trip to Jacksonville that uh, they're paying for. Uh, I mean, they've already put up the airfare hotel and everything like that. Um, you know, and they're relying on me to train a couple of new folks uh, for the position that, uh, that I uh, quasi manage. So I'm definitely grateful for the opportunity to see a brand new state and you know, a place that's new to me. And then hopefully in my off time out there, just uh try to take in some of the uh, upper 60s, lower 70s out there. So this is a great opportunity, and I'm definitely grateful for that. 
And I bet you're grateful for the uh, hint that Luis gave you for a ramen place, because I hear you're really close by that. Yes, I am. I'm actually just about a couple blocks away from there uh, or by that uh, uh, Tinseltown Theater where, where it's by. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I can't wait for you to try that place. It's really great. It's for all of those of you who don't know, I'm going to give him a free shout out. Super Saiyan 2 in Jacksonville. Really great. If you're a big fan of like anime, specifically of like Dragon Ball Z and all that, like <laughs> it's it's a really nice spot. Like they did a really what good job with the branding. Fan- <laughs> what if you're not a fan of anime? I mean, is it still good? <laughs> the, the food's still good. Yeah, if, if you're not a fan of it, the food's still good. Um, but but if you are a fan, I mean, it's like you're stepping into a little tiny like Disneyland of Dragon Ball. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, I'll put I'll put it this way: I do like some good uh, good anime. I mean, I'm not a total fanatic, uh, but I do like like uh, watching like a Fist of the North Star. But I'm an even bigger fan of ramen, so it still works out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that's, funny that's, awesome. <laughs> that's right oh my gosh we have all the generations here <laughs> we've got Luis, who's 30 we've got jared who's a little older than that then we've got me that's quite a bit older than that and we all like good soup so here we go mm-hmm. oh yeah and they give you tons of options i'm telling you it's, it's like you're entering subway when you're there so <laughs> um i'm glad i had breakfast there. otherwise i would be so ready to go like online and get the ramen here before I head out for the day, but I'm, I'm fine. I don't need to eat. (laughs) Thank you guys for talking food. We always seem to gravitate somehow. We gravitate the the state of the Republic podcast and food review. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, we're trying to see if we get a spot in food network, right? One way or another, (laughs) we might be able to get a little. Why not? I mean, (laughs) you know, I'll be traveling soon. So Perhaps we can take, you know, when we do the road show uh, podcast, I can get you guys updated on different spots that I've tried. I have to just branch out from, <laughs> you know, my uh, uh, Burger King uh, vegetarian burgers, you know, I have to branch <laughs> away from that. And just go, okay, stop, go get some slow food and, you know, report back. Well, for, for my uh, gloss of gratitude, uh, I, I just have one and I think I've probably mentioned it already. I think in the, in the last one towards the end, but wanted to mention it in the segment as well. Shout out to whoever gave the green light to bring back the mystery boxes for Sac Republic. <laughs> uh, I, I jumped on it right away. I was like, I need to order it. But I have to say that uh, I wish they would have had the option to be able to choose different clothing sizing, right? The, uh, like they did <laughs> oh, last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I did reach out to the, the team. I reached out to Wendy, who's in charge of uh, merchandising and all that. And I think they made it happen. I haven't opened the box yet. I got it a couple of days ago. Uh, Are we going to open it? Are we opening gonna, it? We're going to open it. Yeah. It's just not going to be here on, on, on the recording. But after the recording, we're going to open it. Oh. And, and yeah, so I, I was waiting for this moment so you and two could see what, what it is. And uh, I might not even look at it. Hopefully, it's I don't see the number. But I wait a minute. Honest. I don't think that's fair to the listeners that you have you're not going to open it in front of the listeners. I think we what do you think? Do we should we open it in front of the listeners? I mean it's it's after Black Friday, talk- it's after Thanksgiving. You're talking about it and now nobody gets to know what's in it until the next podcast. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, you, you're right. right. You know what? 
people just got to tune in to the end of the show so they can find out what it is. But you got to listen through and, and find out what it is. And please don't skip. <laughs> please don't what? Please don't skip. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. OK. I like I like it. I like yeah. it. All right. So everyone, we'll, we'll keep you waiting. We'll, we'll see what it is. I, I'm yeah. really excited. I think it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a guy from this season. I just, I just have a feeling. And oh uh, my goodness, if if it's yeah, yeah you, there's ones and then there's other ones. It was funny. Jessica Link, she she opened it. It was a Tomas Gomez uh, goalie jersey. <laughs> All I could think of was, oh my god, you got banana hands goalie jersey. <laughs> 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 and which is fine i mean come on it's fine he's he's actually a good goalie you know it's just there were times where we were like going, "Ooh, you know that was that was a Dwayne coswell move if you remember who Dwayne coswell was yeah yep yep <laughs> yeah yeah so, and i know this pod this podcast won't be too long folks so um you know the the topic we're talking about today it it really won't take us too long to dissect it so you don't have to wait too awfully long to hear what was in um Luis's box. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get started then with uh, the podcast topic that we have here tonight. And so uh, for all those of you who don't know, and I- I'm not a big Reddit person myself, but uh, apparently there-, there is a Reddit with uh, Sac Republic fans posting stuff on it. And Jared follows it pretty closely. And he brought it to our attention that uh, Kevin Nagel actually went on there uh, he was responding to some of the people's comments, and one of the comments that he left was a uh, pretty long letter, but super detailed. There was a lot of great things uh, that he covered on there, which uh, we were really happy to see. And so we thought, l- let's break it down for all of you, especially for those of you who haven't read what, what he wrote. We're going to give our thoughts on each of the different key points there um, and and what we believe is, is going to happen with, with each thing. So. The first thing he said, and and I'll actually read it too, so I I can actually give you all the context of what he said exactly. So to quote Kevin, um, first, the SRFC will live on and perform better than this past year. There have been a number of rumors that the team is folding and others that I'm selling it. Patently false. The team is going nowhere but up. We are investing more where it is needed. Lots of work is already being worked behind the scenes in preparation for a better fan experience and performance next year. So clearly, Kevin, uh, taking apart the rumors about the team folding or it being sold and letting us know that more investment is going to be put on this team for future seasons uh, to make sure that we continue to qualify to the playoffs just as we had been before this year. So great stuff hearing that and yeah. um, also him clearing up the whole rumors of the team folding which when i found out about that rumor i was i was getting a little worried there but i wasn't worried you know. i wasn't worried you know because it's just you know we talked about it briefly during one of our our pods but i i wasn't too worried even though i may have quipped something like well you know the scorpions folded the outdoor sacramento knights folded but they were not at the usl level and i don't i think that the usl the that league itself is doing everything that they possibly can to keep uh, teams in the league. And we're very much of a powerhouse um, with respect to um, uh, crowd size and support and organization. And I don't think they would, the USL themselves would not have let us fold because they actually help. Um, they they will help teams kind of 
they they will. And I I wasn't I wasn't that much co- that concerned. And I believe that you know Kevin himself has the wherewithal to start tapping into some of uh, the other resources that he has at his hands. And you know when they said that when he said something when he linked uh, performance and fan experience together on that that meant a lot to hear him say that. You know, some people were disparaging the fact that he responded on Reddit, you know, versus like issuing a statement through Sacramento Republic. Well, come on, Kevin's by himself. I'm not by himself. He's an entity unto himself. He is an investor owner, but he doesn't have to run everything through Sacramento Republic with respect to how he speaks about things. He is he is the guy that can speak direct. If you look at anybody else who owns a company. I mean, even Elon Musk, he'll go, he doesn't run everything through his PR, you know, you know what he does. Um, so, so I was very happy that, that Kevin actually did it in the format that he did, you know, a direct, um, a direct response. I think that was great. Yeah. Jared. Okay. Yeah. When I had first seen, when I first seen this, and uh, by, by the way, uh, shout out to Alex Tasker for uh, for posting this. By the way, that as far as on uh, yes. other sources, uh, I was that definitely made my day. Even just the first bolt so far, knowing that uh, Republic FC have a secure position that they're not going anywhere. I mean, and, and given given compared to the past year or so, how we were worried that since MLS is the yeah, bid is very much up in the air i know the initial was it's mls or nothing but thankfully it is not uh, that so we're still in the game we're still in usl and because really with as much support as has been given to this club from the fans the league everyone in, in between i mean it would definitely be a tragedy to see uh, republic fc fold but thankfully that's not going to be happening anytime no. soon so no, that's, let's that's put those rumors to bed. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because we may have started a rumor or two, not really a rumor, but, you know, a speculation about just different stuff, you know, players and this and that. And, um, but at the end of the day, I don't know that we've ever like had the rumor about having a folding. People get nervous, you know, when they see their, their favorite thing uh, feeling a little bit threatened. And when you have a season like what we had last year or, you know, in 2021, it's kind of like, huh. You know, or what's the, it doesn't feel promising to go going forward. It just, it feels horrible to not go into the playoffs as a, as a fan. And so, yeah. And I'm glad that the investment in players is coming. The double, is it double? I heard something about, you know, they're going to double the investment, which just makes big difference, you know? Yeah, that sounds about right. And then as far as uh, teams folding, I mean, with the sports history that Sacramento has had, they, we, uh, Sacramento has had numerous sports teams that have thrived or at least uh, were mediocre and then just uh, fold uh, soon after. I mean, I, I still remember the Sacramento Surge, the uh, the original <laughs> indoor nights, um, Steelheads, the Mountain Well, I didn't really see the Mountain Lions, but y- you see where I'm going with this. I've, Sacramento has only had at least two very long-term teams, uh, the Kings and the Rivercats. Exactly. And with this now, hopefully Republic FC makes three for long-standing teams. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and in, interestingly enough, the indoor Sacramento Knights, there was only one reason why they folded, and that was the Kings didn't, the Maloofs didn't realize the value of the indoor Sacramento Knights. It would have kept going and going and going. We really mm. would have had a continuous, but the Maloofs were 
silly people. Anyhow, Louise, what's next? Yeah. So closing that out, but a really great, I'm really glad he actually, he started with that first point, right? Because that that was our first story, right? And and him guaranteeing us that the team is going to keep on going nowhere but up is, is really great. And it, it puts a smile to all of us fans who want to continue to see our team forever right <laughs> for as long as the usl championship is out there um exactly so the, the next key point that he brought up uh here quoting again kevin second Kennedy losses this year were larger than previous years we need a new stadium and we will get one i want it as a permanent home whether we are a usl or mls team a goal is to have us playing there in 24 months or as close as possible to that time frame it's aggressive what can happen, but we need the stakeholders to work together. There is a lot being worked on in this area. And like any other deal, it hits snags from time to time and you have to work through the issues. I believe it's a reality and going to happen. I'm hoping there are announcements sooner than later. So if we wanted to feel better about having a team long-term, like we just mentioned right now, having a stadium already like in progress or, uh, you know, uh, being built at any point in time is a really good sign that investment is going up. And uh, for all of us who have mentioned it quite a few times that we would love to just leave Cal Expo, not that there's, we have anything against them. I mean, it's, it's good that they gave us a place to play, but But they're expensive. It's expensive. It's not our place. We're (laughs) renting, we're renters. And they, you know, I'm sure they've up the, up the rent, you know, and, and the concessions are run by somebody else. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's expensive. Calexpo is not cheap. So, you know, the margin and they're collecting the money from the parking, as far as I know. So, you know, the, the, it's, it's going to be an interesting thing to hear him say that and, you know, and to find the other investors and stakeholders that will help us out with getting a, um, you know, getting the stadium going. I'm glad he put that out there, Luis. And this definitely keeps the uh, the dream of the rail yards uh, alive because really to get to Cal Expo, even t- taking the bus uh, can be a, a little bit of a, a trip. <laughs> it's bad. I mean, I mean, it's certainly a lot better than trying to get out to uh, Gila River, uh, Gila River Casino Stadium out here. <laughs> but if you figure if you're coming from downtown, I mean, you have to at least make your way down to 29th street and take the 67 or 68 or even then take an Uber, but to have it, to have it right there at the rail yards, even if it's a 10,000, 12,000, 15,000, whatever. I mean, that just makes it a better experience because one, you're not having to deal with the uh, state of California uh, rules and regulations as far as where the venue is located at. It's on more or less private land or, anything like that then two you're already going to have transportation solved because it's going to be on the other side of the amtrak uh sacramento valley station so you could have folks coming in from the san joaquin area bay area they're coming in and you also luis you could take the train yeah oh yeah they are something else (laughs) oh they are talking they are talking about connecting the ace train into sacramento so that's another option oh my that just opens everything up. Okay, so yeah, no, thinking about that long term, Luis, how do you feel about you know the the kind of the resurrection of the plans of a permanent home? It's good, huh? I think it, it's really amazing if they were to do that. And and I, like I said, I've always asked for it that we could have a much better spot. And 
I've brought it up before that no matter whether MLS happens or not, the rail yards are, are the perfect place to do it. And what they could possibly do is do something similar to what I believe uh, Louisville City did, which we'll go over the fact that Kevin actually traveled there uh, here shortly and, uh, you know, build your stadium, but leave some room to actually expand it in the future. If anything happens, right, and MLS comes around and all that, you know, leave that extra capacity option there for your stadium right and allow everything else to be built around as planned right all the things that they were going to do uh, do it all and uh I, I just think that would be a great spot and yeah and if they don't choose there i'm not sure where else they could choose you guys might know better than i do in terms of like where else you would choose uh to build the stadium at i mean my, my boat would certainly go to El grove and i know sharon would probably be Happy to see the team there. Um, <laughs> I mean, we've got lots of land. I mean, right now we're looking to try to get a zoo, you know, in, in the city of Elk Grove or within our city limits. But, you know, it just depends on, um, you know, expenses in the where there is land, you know, and, and a facility that could. Yeah, the, the rail yards are still definitely the first choice. Plus the city of Sacramento, if you remember, the city of Sacramento already gave and I know it was part of the MLS bid, but they already gave millions of dollars in um, incentives to Sacramento Republic. And, and whether it carries through to a non-MLS feature or not, I think those are some of the negotiations behind the scene that are still happening. You know, there's like they, they're going to cover the, the placement of the utilities. Well, if I look at that, what's now being built, if you look at the area around district, uh, what is it, nine or something, I forget what the district number is, and the area near where the rail yards are, there's already the infrastructure is going in because of the other developments. So, and then there were waiving permit inspection fees, and that's big time, you know, waiving some of that. So hopefully they can work that out um, through, you know, no fault of anybody did the MLS bid not go through except for somebody who didn't get uh, what's his nuts to um, sign on the dotted line that, you know, whoever that person was, is like, oi, that was crazy. But, um, and it could have even been as high as uh, the commissioner Garber may have uh, not advised us to get a signature on paper. He needed to get that signature, but let's, that's not what we're talking about here. Um, but yeah, no, the rail yard still makes like the most sense unless there's cheaper land closer nearest to transit. And that's the key. You've got to be in a transit area. You, you just can't be out. Every team has found that to be true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially with any uh, traveling away fans uh, and make sure that, that you make it easier on them to to get Everyone. to the stadium. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I know that the, the Republic will do it, you know, so we can blend, you know, his second topic and the fifth topic, Luis, you brought it up already, the trip to Louisville and the fact that uh, Todd and Kevin themselves are inspecting every aspect of the, um, of operations and everything They're It's almost like they're fluffing out the carpet and just looking at, all the way that they do business. Um, they basically say, what is it? We are revisiting all facets of the business, which is everything, everything from who is working for them, what they're doing, you know, uh, just every detail needs to be 
examined, especially if they're going to move forward with an MLS or a stadium feature and spend more money on players, you know, like, like what we'll, there's another topic we're going to talk about um, on item four, it's, it's the higher investment in Sac Republic players and personnel. So all those things will make a difference, but it also sets us up again to be more like an MLS club once that sort of thing happens. Um, unless they are realizing that there's still good money coming through the gate and coming in through sponsorships as at the USL championship level, if they can make money and turn money, then great. But I do know for a fact that Nagel spent a wad of money on us this year. Like you said, there were losses there. You know, they spent way more than they made. And thank you, Kevin Nagel for covering all the expenses. Oh yeah. Major shout out to him. It's really awesome that he's still uh, going on and he, he has faith and, and the team surely could, you know, have a good return on investment, right? It's just uh, making sure you have more control of the money that comes through and that you don't have to give that money to other people, right? And pay rent <laughs> on that. And I have no doubt, you know, with the new stadium, uh, as you know, we just talked to Chris Wilson about this, right? Central Valley Fuego trying to build their 5,000 seater stadium as well. And how much more money you can get through, you know, having outside events, right? Not just like through the team, but you bring in concerts, you bring in other things. And so if they do that in downtown, it just gives one more venue for any performer to actually rent it and have an event there. And you get to charge that, you get to charge parking fees and all that stuff. So I, I think it could really work out pretty good for him um, even if, overall. Even if it was done in partnership, Luis, you know, because sometimes these sorts of things are done, you know, in partnership with like two or three other partners, but it's still a private entity partner. And they would all still be in control of things. I mean, if you think about the Golden One Center, you know, that was the, the you know, the naming rights for the Golden One. I mean, there's a partnership there and everybody makes a, a piece of the, you know, everybody makes a little bit of money on it, um, including the Kings when they have outside outside entertainment in there, you know, because it's just how they write the, it, they've just got to be smarter in how they write their leases, their contracts, you know, all of that and getting the contracts, you know, like we didn't get for. Burkle, otherwise known as what's his nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the fact that uh, with the stadium, that'd be another outdoor venue in the immediate area. So oh my if it, if it were something like say uh, the jazz Jubilee back in the day, how they had multiple venues going once throughout the weekend, you could have golden one center. You could have Sutter health park, rail yard stadium, all having events uh, simultaneously if, for, for something. So especially since they were talking about at first uh, having the NCAA soccer championships at the rail yard stadium, that could still happen. Might be a little bit smaller as far as the capacity goes, but still you've got it right there in the middle of Sacramento, especially with all the transportation and all the hotels going up. So that increases. Yeah. I would still pay to go there. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, also you figure with that with that capacity, that's going to be another outdoor concert venue. I mean, you you this way you won't necessarily have to go up to Wheatland you know, to the uh, Toyota Amphitheater. <laughs> you can just go right right there in the downtown, and then just stand outside and breathe deeply. And uh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. if you don't want to go to the, <laughs> I've been to the Toyota Amphitheater. <laughs> if you if you don't do cannabis, man. You just gotta try to hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, like the uh, like the uh, Doobie Brothers concert I went to over at Auction Pavilion last month. So 
pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's legal. Um. <laughs> So moving on into to the next topic uh, in uh, Kevin's letter <laughs> comments that, that he mentioned on here, uh, he talked about something that a lot of fans, I'm sure it's in their mind, it's even on our mind every now and then uh, and all that, but we, we don't let it affect our, our fandom. Uh, and that is the MLS bid, as we all know, right? The story with uh, what happened with that. So here's what he said. Third, the question of MLS remains a frustrating unknown. We have steady communication with the league, and we do not know what the expansion fee will be, even if a well comes along. A large number makes it very difficult for most investors to embrace the opportunity, as it also includes stadium completion, unless there are other contributions and or some other significant assistance. Our cost associated with building a stadium is much higher in Sacramento than many other markets and makes it challenging to justify it when combining expansion fees and operating costs. We have had interactions with several wonderful people and organizations, but finding the right fit and one to totally embrace the deal has been both frustrating and challenging. We haven't given up, but have to have various plans and scenarios in place. So, so what, what that stuff. means to me, yeah. So what that means to me is Kevin wants to be in charge. I don't blame him. You know, because we have lost some opportunities and some people, you know, think that Kevin wanted so much control that it scared away the Meg Whitman's and all that other stuff. We don't know the behind the scenes. It's just rumor that and I don't blame Kevin for wanting to have, you know, like major control over these sorts of things. Seriously. So at the end of the day, whether it's true or not, um, the, the right fit is what in Kevin's mind, the right fit is critical for him. You know, when, when it uh, egos aside, egos in, it doesn't matter. It has to fit and it has to fit, you know, what the city is doing. It has to fit what the County is doing. There's just got to be a better fit than what we've seen in the past. It could have been that people were asking for too much of a, this or a, that, or some sort of a, a corporate deal. But I think, you know, I think Kevin realizes the value of, hometown, uh, that hometown feel that we love as fans. And I, I, my hunch is the, the whales that have kind of come through, maybe it wasn't going to feel that way at the end of the day, that it was going to feel like a, even though we sometimes think that Sac Republic has become a little bit of a corporate machine and we're fearful that if it went to MLS, it would be like this, this corporate machine and it wouldn't feel homey anymore. And I think Kevin understands that. So going, what do you guys think? as far as the uh, statement of right fit. No, I totally agree. I mean, I, I still remember back in 2014, 2015, 2016 or so. I mean, you still had that, that local homegrown feel for, for the club. And then as you come up towards now, especially with MLS, I mean, yeah, I mean, there was definitely the fear that uh, we were going to be like a, uh, a, a plastic, a plastic West coast club that uh, has New York roots or something like that. I mean, there was the, the, the fear of that of that uh, feeling but I, i'm glad that kevin is definitely taking a headway to try to preserve as much as that uh, homegrown feel as possible by, by taking ownership and waiting for the right fit yes it's been infuriating having to wait the past uh, se several years on getting mls then being awarded the bid and then having uh, burkle back out but to be honest 
it may have been a blessing in disguise. I mean, and this is, I mean, there's other news going around with Ron Burkle at the moment, which we won't really discuss here, but uh, I think in hindsight, this is probably the best thing that uh, Burkle had backed out because now this makes sure that, you know, we don't kind of just be another me too uh, franchise of MLS. I mean, if Kevin can find something that, that fits us, that keeps our identity, that's going to be all the better for us. Yeah, what do you think of that, Luis? I mean, the 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 key on this one, the the what I read in that whole long thing is fit, you know, fit that they have to embrace the opportunity, stadium completion, and significant. I mean, it's like the the fit is more than just financial. Big time, it is financial, but the other part of it is fit. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I definitely agree that it's good that Kevin's actually making sure that it's actually the right fit because I think we talked about it at some point that going to MLS, we were really hoping that we'd still see a similar team when it comes to culture, you know, when it comes to having that identity, right? And not just some corporate team that, you know, is doesn't really reflect the community because that, that's really what drives people to really support clubs is the fact that they acknowledge the community and you see it's someone who really cares about that aspect. And so the fact that he's doing this, he's taking his time, he's making sure that it's that is really great. And it really just goes to show how much Kevin really loves Sacramento and how he wants to keep the the same mentality going into MLS. He would want to keep that and not make it change because when you change a little aspect of that, you might even lose some of the fans, right? Who might be like, this isn't the club that I was supporting. This is some, new club right it's like don't even call yourselves republic <laughs> call yourselves something you know, else yeah. and remember the big brouhaha that and thank god for tower bridge battalion for singing the chant no um no republic no um no republic no no republic no party no party right and so thankfully we were able to keep that going and and like if we do get advanced we will stay the republic but you luis you made me think of a couple things that we've got going with respect to our USL, our current USL feature, Kevin Burdick, Scott Moak, and the guys that are working really, really hard on community development, community outreach are starting to hit their stride and they're starting to find those ways in for investing in communities and they're, they're, they're getting their reach you know, out. And so all of those things, like you just said, the, the way that we fit with community has to stay alive and expand and you're right about the right fit kind of thing. I'm like, look at Kevin Nagel. He's one of the biggest philanthropists, you know, around. He does so much um, philanthropically and he's also kind of an introvert. So it's not like he wants all the attention or needs it, but definitely you see the level of work that he's done to make sure that, you know, Sacramento communities and, you know, the investment in nonprofits and investment in just real special stuff is alive. So. Yeah, so shout out, bringing, to, yeah. So shout out to Kevin for bringing uh, also this MLS thing, for making a comment on that, because we, we've said it throughout the whole season, right, that the team has been kind of quiet about that, which we understand to a certain extent. But to another extent, it's like, well, let the fans know and just give them an update, whatever it is, because some people question that. And I've seen it throughout different mediums, right? People are just asking, OK, so what did this that just completely end is it out of the table like what's going on with this and if the team doesn't say anything then 
people just keep questioning that, right? And so I've always been a fan of like, just let us know exactly what it is. If it's yes or no, just say it. If it's still in progress, at least say it just to, uh, you know, update people. It's great. We got the answer. And I'm, you know, sometimes I'm hopeful that people are listening to the podcast because we've asked a lot of questions over time. And so the fans through the Reddit feature and, you know, just through online forums and directly to Kevin himself on Twitter, you know, because he does have a Twitter account. So at the end of the day, this is this was a really good topic. And you're right, Luis. It was a good thing he brought it up. So what's next? So next on the list, uh, uh, I am number four here. Kevin said. Uh, fourth, this next year, we are going to invest more in the USL and player personnel. Our previous goals have been to be a competitive team, but to ramp up our academy and prepare for MLS. That meant advancing some academy players to the first team and try gain them experience and to leave some slots open. This has been revisited. Like you fans, I want to win and can't stand losing and not making the playoffs. This is our first year swallowing such humility, but... Both Todd and Coach know the coming year we absolutely must perform far better than we did in 2021. I did not see the typical SRFC soccer on the pitch this year. And while we love the players, we failed our fans, our community, and performance standards. It must change. Um, so great, great stuff to hear this. And this kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about uh, ramping up investment, getting other players, making sure that the players play for the crest and that we get teams that we've gone in the past because, you know, after not making the playoffs for the first time in our history, it's to be expected that this mentality should be there. And I'm really glad that Kevin is seeing it from our perspective as well, because we didn't see that this year, right? We had a lot of frustrating moments and we all know here, right? With a lot of episodes, we, we were a little, a little mad at times. A little (laughs) <laughs> we were, we were cruel sometimes to some of the guys you know we were we were very uh, um, uh direct with our com- conversations you know so but still always very hopeful louise i think you were probably the most hopeful <laughs> of all of us with respect to well there's always tomorrow and you know maybe something will change you were always very very hopeful even in, in your frustration, you always still had a, a note of hopefulness. I appreciate that. But it's interesting um, when he said, so So in the same breath, and this, I don't know if this was at the same time that people were like going, why are they bringing back Mark? Or why are they bringing back coach? And, you know, or are they bringing back the coach? And then this comes out, which basically confirms Kevin's support of the coach. And the flip side of that was it wasn't, there wasn't as much support of the players, even though we love them as people, you know, and for, for what they did bring to the table, he basically said, you know, the the players we had were not there. They weren't our standard of players. And it's like, huh, interesting. And then they kept the ones, the key ones that really brought us um, some happiness. Um, And I, I don't know if they're still working on quail, but that would be like the, you know, the beautiful thing. Um, so, so the four players that they did negotiate and bring back are, are fabulous. And then uh, the academy players that are definitely coming back. And then they just confirmed that Rafa, um, or is it Waregi is coming back? Yeah. Right. That one, that one is confirmed as coming back. Yeah. Because yeah, signed cause- for another year. Yeah. Yeah, because I think there was a, a college portion that was kind of a playing a role in that from, from what I've seen. Yeah. And 
I want to say either you, Sharon, or someone had mentioned about the uh, complexities of that. Uh, yeah. Oh, about that, given the fact that he came from the pro academy, he was still under a certain age. So that uh, kind of threw in some uh, complications on that. Right. Yeah. So so all, all things said and done, you know, we're always still hopeful that the players that really did excel for us, um, you know, Carlos Saldana and a handful of others that, you know, really did try to hard to play for the crest, um, at least from what we could see, that we can get them. And then it'll be interesting to see the money that they spend on on these other guys and how we as fans and even our as podcasters, how we can imprint on the guys that they bring in so that they understand this is more than just coming in and playing, you know, 90 minutes on the pitch. And this is more than just having fun at the training sessions. You know, this is the Sacramento is serious about you playing for the crest, you know, and so to get us to really love you and get us to support you show us right away that playing for the crest is worth our investment, our financial investment in you. And I definitely have to give uh, props to Kevin for addressing the uh, the 450 pound stink bomb that uh, <laughs> was was this uh, second half of the season. So, I mean, obviously he did so with grace. He acknowledged that this was something that was not standard uh, for uh, Republic FC, as as we've right. known the past several years. The fact that we had enjoyed success, consecutive uh, playoff appearances. But this was definitely the uh, the wake up call that the uh, club needed. The fact that we had more ties than wins, which was a major contribution to this season. I know it was a weird year and everything, but still, I mean, we can't let let that uh, hamstring us and, and keep us uh, down in the in the basement. We have to do better. Kevin is re- recognizing that. I mean, that he knows that. These are great players, great with the community, but the output wasn't there. I mean, mean, we've we've talked about some of these matches where it seemed like there was either hardly any efforts or folks were on different pages, and that resulted in playing catch-up most of the season. I mean, look at San Diego, look at uh, Oakland. I mean, we had great chances to power forward, and we end up uh, walking home with one point. So, you know, I agree with Kevin. I mean, this there's so much that can be done to bring us back up to the standard we've known and loved for years. Yeah, it's definitely not anything that's too difficult, right? Because in the past, we had teams that they weren't even as competitive, right? And they made it into the playoffs, right? We weren't as like, maybe like having high expectations for the team A making it further but they still made it right. Even granted, even if they got eliminated in the first round, they, they were still able to uh, be in that playoff spot. So uh, I'm really glad he sees that. I'm glad that, he, I mean, he acknowledges, right. That we, you know, that they failed their fans, the community, the performance standards, and is definitely one of the reasons why, you know, we, we didn't see stadiums with more people, right. A lot of people were getting frustrated at the fact that, you know, we, we just weren't getting three points at home and, you know, I, as much as, as as a loyal fan as I am, and I know both of you are here as well, we usually say, right, if we lose, we could lose all season. We'll still be there for that last match, <laughs> um, despite whatever happens. But other people might see it differently, right? It might hit others uh, more harder that, like, you know, I'm paying 
this much here to go to the game for uh, to get food at the stadium, parking, all that stuff. And I just want to see a team that is giving us good games, regardless of what the outcome is. Right. Because we we know that's the nature of our sport. You're going to have times when you lose a lot. But if you see a team that is still playing for the crest, that is still giving it their all, regardless of what the end result is. I think people appreciate that, right? People appreciate the the spirit, the uh, willingness to like give it their all, to tie a game, to win a game, and and not just feel like we're losing, and so we, we just lost the game already, and just fall back. and And that's one thing we don't want to see next season is a team that might be losing two nil, three nil, but we still want to see him playing and trying to get that goal to just try and make a comeback or at least tie the game. And so uh, that's that's one thing I really hope happens um, uh, this the upcoming season versus what, what we saw in the last one. And th- that's why I couldn't really argue against them getting rid of a lot of players, really, as much as I know that, you know, Kevin mentions here that we love the players, which is true, right? We had a lot of favorites, uh, the ones that have unfortunately left, but they're the ones seeing it on the inside. And, and if they saw something that just wasn't, clicking wasn't working out then uh, i'm all for them making as much changes as possible um as long as next season we get a team that is significantly different than it was this year right of course if we see another season like this one then <laughs> we'll go back to saying was that a good decision or not but for the meantime i think it's good to get a refreshing uh, new team and especially i think one that coach is going to be able to actually pick more so himself right because in this last season yeah he didn't really get as much players as he should have in my opinion i'm not sure why but um he he wasn't able to build the squad that way and so with a season in which he does build a squad i think i have high hopes for him building a competitive squad because he knows the guys who are really going to give it their all match the match well not only not only does does he know but i mean goodness gracious todd knows i mean I swear to God, Todd's mind works faster than most people's, right? He knows everybody in the MLS, you know, because he was so linked for so many years. Look at all the championship rings. He hasn't shown all of them to us, but I mean, come on. He knows all the players. He knows all the ins and outs. He knows who's coming out of college. He knows like the lay of the land. And, uh, you know, he's branching into the European market. Thank you for some of the agents that have stepped up, you know, to show who's who in the, and plus, you know, we do have a history of, of touching some of the European markets. I mean, we were able to um, uh, get Formella. I mean, look at him from, from Poland. You know, we're able to get some of the foreign markets in in our area. And a lot of it is either from Todd's knowledge or, you know, some of his buddy's knowledge. Anyhow, to make a long story short, this is probably going to be a, a, a really up-and-coming good year. I You know, I've got my fingers crossed that we're going to out hate to say it, but we're going to, you know, Chelsea or Man City, everybody, because we're going to spend a little bit more. Which which is good, but right, much needed after a season in which you don't make playoffs. You got to come back stronger for the next one because people yep. want to see that. We don't want to yep. see another season of no playoffs. That, that could be that's pretty right. devastating. <laughs> yep, that's right. Well, good, good stuff. I think they should also look at the uh, South American market. Uh, I'm just saying, I think... That there's good players there. Cuello is an example of it too. Granted that you know he moved at an early age to to the states, but um, regardless, I think that there's a, a lot of players to be scouted over there and uh, at a pretty good price too. 
right? They're not going to expect a lot um, of, or they're not going to expect like a high salary. And you're going to get players who are really talented, who could bring a lot to the table and, uh, you know, just bring bring a different twist to the game, right? We, we know the uh, Latin American well, teams are, are a little different, so. And we shall see how that works because, you know, they're also going to be looking at fit into the style of play, you know, and let's face it, Mark Briggs is a hard man, central, um, you know, uh, defensive midfielder, and he's going to continue to look for the Luis Felipe's. Right. Mm-hmm. He's going to he's going to look for the I hate to say kind of like the American uh, style of play where there is some physicality to it uh, and speed. Uh, we had speed and we had some physicality, but uh, a lot of our, you know, we we didn't see the I think the physicality that he was looking for. Remember his statement in the very beginning of the season. We want all the teams that come play us in Sacramento to hate playing here because mm-hmm. we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to not foul them, but I mean, Luis Felipe, what was it? 14 yellows. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he also wanted the fans to not be kind. You know, he wanted the fans to seriously support and make it a hard place to play. So I know he's into the physical game because that was his, his style. And that's, you know, some of the winning traits that he had also when he was coach of the Monarchs. So let's see how that, how that works. I don't, we'll, we'll see how, who, who I can't wait. I mean, it's like another Christmas present. They're going to unpack it little by little by little. And, you know, I'm sure Connor, if you're listening, as soon as we know any of our signings, you got to let us know, you got to make sure that, you know, that stuff gets out quickly so that we can see it. And then we get to talk about that sort of stuff. And if, if possible, um, gosh, and we're doing, I do this all the time. I, I feel so bad. Sorry, Connor. Um, Can we get a little viewpoint? I know we've heard from Todd and we've heard from Mark, but what is the style we're going to be looking for next year? Yeah, we want wins, but are we looking for hard men? Are we looking for the physicality, like what he was looking for this year, um, this past season? Are we looking for, you know, the touchy touch, you know, uh, Chris passing, are we, do we want it all? You know, do we want the players that em- embody the whole thing? You know, we definitely don't want the floppy players and, you know, our strikers to just lay down in the box every time mm-hmm. somebody breathes on them. We don't want that. And neither does Mark. And I think we're get we got rid of some of those guys or we're not going to ask them back on loan. So, yeah. So, okay, Connor, you've, you've got another assignment. <laughs> Let's talk about style of play that we're looking for. Okay. All right. Cause we need to know. Thank you, Connor. Uh, we we appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> we so owe him. It's like, come on, Connor. We're gonna take you out for beers, coffee, pizza, whatever it takes. You know, we need to, we we owe you big time because you've done some really good investigative work. Uh, you know, with the questions that we've had, and and we so appreciate this. And I know we're getting kind of close to near the end of the podcast because we talk about a lot of things, but st- hang on, people, hang on because we are gonna open that that box. We have a couple more things to talk about, but we're, we'll we'll get that box open. Don't worry, we're, we didn't leave you hanging. No, I mean I I agree. I mean we we definitely owe a lot to, to Connor for you know keeping a, a keen eye on, on everything. I mean I'll, I'll put it this way: if he if he enjoys beer, I'll be glad to bring him some craft beer from from here in Arizona, or maybe even some uh, prickly pear candy. Just what whatever it takes. You know, <laughs> if you, if you want something from the Southwest, you know, hatch green chilies, you know. Just, just let me know. You know, we, we got you. <laughs> Connor, 
Connery, can't you tell we really, really like you? And Adam Moffat, we really like you too. Um, yes. You know, we, we, we do enjoy, uh, you know, the commentators, especially, you know, Adam is he's such a calming force and he does bring up some really germane things during the conversations because he's so fresh from having played for the Republic and, you know, he's a really good rapport. I mean, all of them do. I mean, Rob McAllister, he's awesome. You know, their voices are golden, right? So it's, it's nice. Sorry. Should have included all this in the golazes of gratitude, but here we are like giving props to everybody right now. And it's like, Oh my God, let's just stop now. Let's not stop yet. You know, Louise, thank you for being the backbone of the podcast. You're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have two segments now for Colossus Gratitude at the beginning of the NFRU. For any ones we missed. I'm like, yeah, it's like, we just keep going. Dot, dot, dot. What's our next topic? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so the last key point that um, Kevin had in, in this, uh, again, letter comment that he wrote uh, last fifth. So, fifth, speaking of change, you will see lots of change coming this year. And most we don't know yet as we are revisiting all facets of the business. Todd and I went to Louisville this week to see their USL stadium and we'll check out a couple others as well. This is a priority as we cannot continue to play at our current venue. I hear you and agree with you. So yeah, and we kind of did talk about in. that. Yeah. We are we kind of we kind of did talk a little bit about that. What is there left to kind of discuss? I think it's kind of interesting that you know he's looking at all facets of the business, right? So one could only wonder uh what other facets we haven't talked about quite yet, right? Maybe uh, additional personnel being hired uh, as in uh, front office uh, team members, possibly, right? And maybe adding someone else to the sales team, adding someone else to marketing, like things like that. Um, because he, he does say all facets of the business, right? And, and figuring out maybe, maybe they're going to do a restructure of their organization and uh, figure out what needs maybe more support, what, what they could probably... Uh, just use one or two people, right? That might not need as much support, kind of things like that is what I'm assuming that they would probably be moving people around and, and trying to focus on different aspects of that. So here's here's where you come in, Luis. You have had some brilliant ideas for their marketing side and you know, all of all of those sorts of aspects. This is where you either set up a meeting with with Todd or you know, whomever. Or send in an email and say, here's what I see that we need. And, you know, let go of it. I, if, I keep saying you would be fabulous in certain aspects working at the Republic, you know, for keeping the message, you know, current, constant, out there, available, you know, with more than just trying to sell articles of clothing. You know, there's there's other things. And, you know, I think they're doing a, a decent job. But then we don't know what's going on behind the scenes with respect to getting more butts and seats. You know, what, what are they doing to... Sacramento is growing. Population is coming in from all over the place and living in Sacramento now. You know, we're Sacramento, Elk Grove, Citrus Heights, Folsom, you name it. There are a lot of people moving to our region, West Sac, Davis, doesn't matter, you name it. They're coming here. And it's like, where are we with getting in front of, you know, the realtors, with getting in front of, you know, uh, different groups to really bring more fans in and to have them experience what it's like to be at a Sac Republic game? So, you know, I've, I've done a little bit, you know, I've tried to get a couple of my friends to come and, and some of my besties are now season ticket holders and they just advanced to a different level of season ticket holdership. They were in the 200 seats and now they bought it down in the 100s, mm-hmm. you know, so they can be close to the pitch. And it's like, 
And they weren't even going to consider being Sac Republic fans. But we had nice conversations about all that at one point together. And there was more benefit than, you know, anything else. So it's like, so let's, let's work. Let's get, let's see what's going. Let's see what's happening. Who are they bringing in and what are their main focuses are? Yeah. Connor, what will the main focus of the inside, you know, the front office, what will those main focus look like? Foci, that's plural. Oh yeah. I think there's a lot of things they could be doing. And, uh, you know, back when you were with them, Sharon, I think they were doing a lot more to bring in more fans. And I think as the years have gone by, it almost seems like we haven't been doing as much, uh, which, you know, it's a shame because like you said, a lot of people are moving to Sacramento. There's a lot of homes being built, right? Uh, pretty much everywhere. And a lot of things they could be doing, right? Reaching the right people and and getting people there because, uh, I mean, we, we do our part. You know, I, I've bought, I don't even know at this point, I lost count of how many people I've brought to, <laughs> to games. Almost the, everyone who's uh, close to me has actually gone to a game at some point. And so, you know, I think it's one of those things where we as fans could do that, but the team could do that very easily on a larger scale, right? And and do, do more of those things. And there's different avenues they could explore to, to do that. But I think it's one of those things where, again, I've heard it from people I bring to games that after they go to a game, they have such a good experience because they, they've never experienced soccer in that fashion, right? Especially right. so yeah. so close by that. Well, I think that's the all things you really that we've need. been, yeah, I think the things that you're talking about that we're missing were the things uh, and Jared mentioned, you know, in the in the early days of of Sac Republic, there was there was more being there were more things to to do that brought us close to the team, and, and well, and that was all to build you know the fan base and get butts and seats. But I think we're at that phase again, you know, where we have to build that again and and have those fan fan festivals and uh, street fairs and and all of that. And we've talked in the past about the current location is a little tougher because parking sucks and you know. Um, those sorts of things, but there are opportunities. Uh, Yeah. We're not back over there on 17th and, and Broadway where it was just kind of homey and you just walk in and, you know, it felt like a party every time you walked in and it's, it's not quite like that anymore. And yeah, I know COVID played a part and, you know, once we get kind of past and feel a little freer, maybe we'll see more things, but I think there's some ideas. They've got to come up with some new ideas for, doing that, you know, to offer, offer us people's more, more interactions, you know, more interactions with the players. We remember that in the early days, it was easy and it's a little, not quite as easy anymore. And okay. So here's the deal. Todd is a player himself, right? He's a former player. And I know he really kind of likes to put a protective shroud around the players so that they don't have a whole lot extra on their mind. But I think that might, I don't know if he's more of an introvert or an extrovert, but some players really do thrive on fan contact, you know, and they, we imprint on the players as much as the players imprint on us. And when the, when the players get a sense to see how passionate individual, and it's not just the special people, you know, like they do these special events and that, you know, in different places like hospitals and whatever, but it's like, it's regular people, regular fans, not always the tower bridge battalion either. It's like everybody, so, you know, creating those interactive opportunities so that the players can see us, you know, and feel us. I, I think that if they hire people to um, or restructure to create more of that, that would be great. Yeah. So hopefully that's one of the facets that he's um, speaking about. And because you've, you've spoken about that. You've spoken about that. And I would love to see you write a letter. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I, I've been pretty big time on on the fact that they don't bring in as much Hispanic people as as I think they should, right? Like I like so we literally just talked to Chris Wilson again just to bring up the last interview we did with them for Central Valley Fuego FC and. That's one of the aspects that they, they're doing, right, is they're bringing in more Hispanic fans because most of the people in the area, right, in Fresno are, are Hispanic. And they know yeah. as Hispanics, you know, we, we love our, our sport. And yeah. I know Sacramento area has got a lot of Hispanic mm-hmm. population, right? But mm-hmm. I, I think we need to keep exploring different ways of bringing them to, to games. Mm-hmm. And I have no doubt there's got to be a way that's going to work. I know, like, like you, you had mentioned at one point, you know, that there's been things that have been tried, haven't worked, but I think we need to keep insisting. We need to keep trying because that that's where the money is at. You bring them to games, you get them uh, really supporting the team and all that. And you got yourself fans that are going to be worth a lot of money. I mean, granted, I'm one of those Hispanics. Look at me, right? <laughs> uh, I'm right there. I was already a, a fan of the sport beforehand. And so the, the more we do that, the more we instill on, on people that, Hey, you should come check out, you know, your, your local club. They have all these things going on, but at least come and, and look at a game, right? Look, view a game, because I think people might see it from the outside and just think, oh, it's just, it's just like maybe going to uh, a high school soccer game, right? A college soccer game for, for that matter as well. But I think once people actually go to a game and see the game they experience and, and all that, and then experience the game there uh, it's a different thing and a lot of people uh, leave the stadium wanting to come back because they really had a good time and they they heard the music they heard uh, the coach right uh, and because you could hear everything right no matter where you're sitting at the stadium you could hear the players talking to each other you could hear uh, just the the game day noises right uh, Connor out on the field trying to you know pump up people <laughs> before that right you get the national anthems you get the fireworks at times you get you know just different aspects that are throughout the games that people just don't realize it because a lot of people who don't go to games they don't watch it on tv either right and let's let's face it even if you watch it on tv it's nothing like actually being there because you're not hearing all the game day noises as much and so i i hope that uh, they they keep exploring ways to to bring them because i i i think they could they could really increase the fan base if they do so. So, all right. Well, those were the, the five key points that Kevin mentioned. And again, uh, really thankful. And I think all of us as fans should be that our, our chairman, CEO, Kevin Nagel of Sac Republic actually took time out of his really busy day to, uh, you know, do this letter, cover different key points uh, of different items that people on Reddit were mentioning. And, you know, one has to say this doesn't really happen. Right. We don't really hear of a lot of people in those positions, especially in the sporting world, actually take time and hop on Reddit and do this. So major props to him. We really appreciate him doing this because he answered basically all the things that he mentioned were questions that we had at some point that there were just no answers out there. So the fact they use this platform was really great. And I'm glad that, you know, we didn't have to wait for the team to do this, because as you said, Sharon, He's his own entity. He wanted to just go out to the fan communities and directly respond on there and spot on that. That is the way to do it. And uh, and it's not even the first time he's done this, by the way, just so everyone knows. He's done this already for a couple of years. Uh, I was going back through the comments he's left uh, on Reddit 
previously and there are some comments that they back uh to like four years ago so yeah he's been checking that um you know whenever he gets a chance and actually responding to, to people so really amazing stuff yeah yeah i agree so 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 let's let's forego this suspense let's get that box good stuff (laughs) great kevin nagel but we've got to open the box i have been waiting this whole podcast recording (laughs) and i know everybody else has to get that box going jared and i are dying to know what's in there you know and and you know we just let's go where's that box all right let let me get the box uh let me get the box all right, here we go. I got the box. Dr- drum roll, please. <laughs> you know, however you can do that, Luis. Let's get that drum roll. Got the box here. Okay, <laughs> I see the box. It's not opened yet, so he's got to open it. I'm trying to be as descriptive, right, since we are um, just recording audio. Uh, so. Yeah, that's fine. All right, so. Here we go. Basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to open the box. I'm not actually looking at it. I'm looking actually up right now. And, he is uh, looking up. I could see him looking up. And I don't know. I hope I hope I actually, you know, whatever's the first thing there is the jersey. That would be ideal. <laughs> but, right? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's Hopefully it's not, not in the back. Right? <laughs> hopefully it's not a piece of glass that broke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a coffee mug. Yeah. Or a pint glass. Or a pint glass. Oh, yeah. So yeah. be careful when you reach in there, buddy. Okay, so I'm feeling, okay, so there's some, like, gift wrap. Tissue paper there. Uh, okay. I think I'm grabbing the hat first. Actually, th- there is a bottle, but it's one of the plastic bottles. What? I'm what? Feeling, so. Oh, okay. So this one. Oh, all right. Nice. I so, use those on my bike all the time. Yeah. It, it's one of the famous uh, Czech Republic water bottles that I think I have like three of them already. <laughs> okay. Um, hey. So what, one more to the collection there. One more uh, to the collection. You can see. never be too hydrated. We got a hat. Oh, all right. Oh. Sweet! Oh my gosh, that's a good one. I think that's a snapback too. Yeah, so it's a snapback hat. Sacramento Republic FC is what it says in the front. It's got the uh, logo embroidered nicely on the side as well. Oh, awesome! That's a nice hat. It's a burgundy color with the white print on it. That's a really nice. That's a good repping hat. That'll really help with represent. Yeah, good, good, good stuff. And you there. wear hats, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got that. Let's see, we got oh, a pennant, okay. I think. It's we a got pennant. a pennant, and it's actually autographed as well. And I have to actually what? see if I can oh. distinguish it. Oh, is there a number? Is Did he put his number on there? There's a number 20. It almost looks like Vija, but uh, I'll let you guys be. Oh, I need to unblur myself. Yeah, blurring's uh, getting in the way there. Let's see. There you go. Number 20? Could it be Beja? It looks like his autograph um, might be. That does look like a V. That does look like a V, but who? I'll have to compare it with the jersey. All right. Well, yeah, I'm going to say it's a Beja, too. I mean, it, it just, I see the V, the V and the B. There, okay. it's got to be. Yeah, I'll it's got to be it a Bijev, a Bijev pennant. Maybe they curated it specifically just for you. Yeah, it, it looks like it too. I mean, I, yeah. if anyone's seen pennants, I, I've never seen a pennant, especially one that's really tiny. This this one yeah. actually looks like a a desk pennant. <laughs> um, yeah, doesn't look a like tiny one. 
big one too. So yeah, that's that's so, cool. So I'm looking on the Sac Republic website. Oh, geez, they're already building this year's team. Sorry. Um, Let's see what else we got. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I'm not sure where the jersey's at. Again, I'm not looking at the box down. I, I'm feeling like other t-shirts and a sweater, but I don't know where the jersey's at. I'm like touching throughout the box and I don't feel any jersey material, but it might be at the very bottom, which yeah. of course it would be the last thing. So uh, here we got a hand towel, it looks like. All right. Okay. But the Republic says Heart Hill Park. Heart Hill Park, a white towel. Was that when we had the throwing in the towel? Sorry, the surrender. Sorry. That was bad. (laughs) It's white. It could have been used. It could have been used for that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a nice one, though. I like the logos and I like the Heart Hill Park. They had the heart on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of cool that they had that, too. So great. First hand towel I ever had of Republic. So let's see what we got here. Got a scarf. We got. Oh, you did get a scarf. Yeah, I actually got the Native American scarf, Native American heritage. Nice. nice. From uh, I believe was it two years ago? I think or three years ago. One of those two. Cool. Yeah, that's a good one right there. Yeah. I like it. So great stuff, and not even sold there too. So shout out to a team. They were holding on to some scarves because uh, uh, I know we were under like a scarf shortage this season <laughs> yeah so, uh, i was wondering mm-hmm. if it'd be one from this season or last season's uh let's see if i could feel the jersey i think the jersey's at the very bottom and it's wrapped around tissue paper is what it seems like but we'll keep going um let's see we got a t-shirt here and it looks like it's a hayden sarges t-shirt and by oh. the way yeah they, the community ones yeah hayden sarges t-shirt right there and I got to say, I'm looking at the size. It is a large. So shout out to Wendy at the team store for uh, making it happen, giving me large for all the clothing and then keeping the jersey medium. Um, well, I haven't seen the jersey yet, but uh, actually switching to large for, for the clothing because uh, they run kind of small, right? And, yeah, and they're 100% shrink, yeah. cotton too. So yeah, um, if anyone's so ordering one. So that is a Bija pennant. I looked up our 2021 roster and we had no 20, number 20. So it was like, it was befu- mm. a little befuddling for me. It's like, who was our 20 in 2021? We didn't have anybody. Yeah. Excellent. That, those are really nice t-shirts. You know, I like them all. The Kamawasa one, if I had, you know, done the box, I would have loved to have gotten a Kamawasa one. And oh, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you got the Sargis one so that we can become a better fan of his, you know, we are a fan. We just want to be better fans. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, he represents my central Valley in the 209 specifically. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I got to support the, the local guy here. Oh so. my goodness. And when you, when you wear that one with your uh, um, state of the Republic podcast hat, that'll be like, they're going to look at you like, okay, okay. We were a little critical of him this season. Yeah. Yeah, but we're still supporting him too, just as we we're support still any, very much. any guy. Yeah. Any guy in he's the a, Republic. Exactly. Okay, what's left? So next we got a sweater. Um, <gasps> you got a sweater? Uh, yeah, it also comes with, with that too. Nike branded too. I actually really, what? really like this too. Is it a, yeah. is it a quarter zip? Did it, you get a, the quarter a, zip? Yeah, quarter oh. zip, the uh, Republic <laughs> red large. and black. It's a, I see the red tag on it. I think that's an XL. That's an extra large. It's a red oh. tag. No, no, no. It's a large. It's, it's a, a large. large. Yeah. Yeah. It's a large. Yeah. Yeah. Extra. And they, they run pretty true to size. That's going to be a little big on you. So, you know, 
Yeah, actually, I, I do have another one that uh -huh. looks a little like this too. It's not, it's not black. It's actually, it's got a different design and yeah. uh, it's, it's pretty good. I like my sweaters uh, in a usual larger size. Those so quarter zips, so. those are, that's what the team was wearing. Those, those quarter zips, usually the quarter zips are, are what they give to, you know, supply the team. So you're going to be right in there. That's it's, awesome. With a nice. gray stripe down the arm. It's the one with the gray stripe down the arm, which is really yeah. nice. Very nice. Arm. Yeah, wow. This is uh, with That's the retail value of about $55. So, yeah, uh, this is well, when they say nice. that the box is worth up to, I think, $250. They're not lying, uh -huh. right? When they're you add everything lying. up. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's Nike gear is not cheap. That kind of stuff, the quarter zips. Yeah. All right. So, next on, we have a bag, <gasps> plastic bag. Clear bag. For, oh, the clear uh, bag. Clear bags. Oh, man. That's worth it to have a clear bag. Mm -hmm. is, definitely helpful definitely oh. helpful if you're bringing stuff in i mean like like how i bring in my uh, power bank you know for my phone and you know i put my wallet and everything like that to pass the security so it's definitely going to help you out for for the home matches yeah, that's which, awesome I gotta that was say, a good one I, I already have this bag right they gave this back to season ticket holders um so right. just one more bag but when you bring in sure. a guest but when you bring a guest and they fail, you know, the bags kind of wear out and the seams rip. Um, so, yeah, no, you can if you if you bring a guest, you can give them the clear a clear bag. Yeah. Keep the new one. Give the old one to somebody else. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what? Ne next guest I bring to a game is actually getting this bag. I've already said it. OK, here, so, okay. Uh, you said it. So it down. must be cool. Next thing we got is a face mask. The one, the <gasps> navy blue one, the one they gave out yes. for season ticket holders again. I still um, wear mine. I love those. Oh, they yeah. They fit uh, me the best. I, I like the material. I'm a big fan of uh, of these two. The only thing I didn't like was that the the little um, things that hold on to the, um, the, thing, the ear the loops. Things, yeah, the things that hold on to the ear loops, right? Those little um, things that are on the sides. If you're not careful and you lose The gestures. The gestures, yeah, it could be, it could just mess it all up. So, just, just a heads up to everyone, right? And then, okay, hang uh, on to just, your adjusters. Okay. Yeah, and if and you those lose them, come find with replacement. The the those the blue ones came with a particulate matter, a PM two point five insert mm -hmm. for when we go to games and it's smoky. <laughs> and Ooh, yeah. I did use mine during smoky games. That's which that's what the PM two point five. Um, the insert was for is for basically smoke, mm -hmm. so that we don't inhale the nasty air that we've been known to have here in the valley because of California being mm. on fire. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit sad. <laughs> that we have yeah. to go through. Sorry. That. Um, yeah. All right. So what else think, you got? Think that may have been everything except the. Oh wait, no. There's one more thing except the jersey. Before we get to that, we got some coasters. In a really nice bag. Okay. And also, it comes with like, I think like two stickers, stickers. Uh, a quail pin, and uh, a oh, lanyard. You got a pin. Okay. Oh, and a lanyard. Wow, that there, so. box was worth some funds. Wow, wow, wow. I, Jared and I were talking offline when you had gone to retrieve your box, and I said if you had earrings in that, that those were mine. If they gave you earrings, <laughs> but you didn't get any earrings. So you're safe. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep touching everywhere around the box. Maybe, maybe they're in one of the corners or something. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. This, this is great. There's a uh, there's four coasters. 
year. So nice. That's, that's yeah. You're gonna rep this little bug. Man, you're repping. Yeah, oh. you're gonna have to throw parties so you can use those coasters. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, whenever we have something, whenever we do our live podcast recording, I'll just bring these and we'll have there them there go. too. So works yeah. out. Yeah, I gotta say, so far this box has been better than last year's box in terms of having awesome. extra goodies. I think the last one it had, you know, the uh, shirt, the sweater, the um, the hat, and the scarf, and then the jersey, but no extra items. But this one's got extra things beyond that. So. Shout nice. out to the team for doing so. So last yeah. but not least, I think I think this is the jersey. I'm just checking another the box drum around. roll. Another drum roll for the jersey. All right. Here we go. I'm, I'm feeling the it's either the I name. I pray that or... you got a Rafa Diaz jersey. <laughs> you know, it would be really great if I got a goalkeeper jersey because they yeah. don't really sell those to the public, right? At no. least not anymore. Well, they do, but yeah. Uh, I haven't really Special. seen them all that much too, so. Let's or maybe see. you can get a um, Jaime Villarreal jersey. That would be awesome for you. You know, before I, we find out who this is, I really hope it's a player that I've spoken to at some point. Yeah. And, um, and I think it will be. I mean, it's definitely not a 2014 jersey or a 2015 because I'm feeling stickers or I mean, not stickers, but I'm feeling, you know, something on the jersey. It's not like it's okay. just that, like we know the um, 2014 okay. jerseys were. So okay. let it's me a post on Tichner. All right. We get, so the logo is, I think, about the same as it's been other seasons. Um, let's oh, see how pull it out. Come on, Louise. <laughs> okay, so how we're going to do this. I'm going to pull it out. You guys don't tell me what it is. I'm going to try and guess okay. what it is based on just like touching the jersey, <laughs> feeling the material and all that. And let's see how close I can get to it. Front side, back side uh let's do front side first and then we'll reveal backside too and again i'm not i'm not gonna look at the name i'm like staring up as as okay, high okay. as i can all right we'll tell you so. if you need to raise it higher or lower let me know if that's okay good. so it's current it's a 2021 because it's got the slash right mm-hmm. yeah oh, okay so that makes me pretty happy all right. okay 20. okay now turn it around all right so it's a 2020 now i just gotta guess if it's home or away um oh that, that might be kind of actually uh oh yeah that i don't think be, you're going to be right. able to guess if it's home or away yeah all right so i'm gonna guess it's away you guessed wrong okay so nope. oh, all right okay oh, <clears throat> yeah i'll take home okay, all so right name wise uh okay let me, let me just feel the the name i want to see how long how, long how many letters too. are in it we want to see it hold it higher because we want to see it too all right so here oh go. my god you are gonna be so freaking happy over the moon oh. you're gonna be like this is the best this you're gonna love this when we we were bagging on not really bagging on him but we weren't and 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 you have been a steady even though he's injured for a chunk of the year bits and pieces you have been his steady reporter uh re, uh, not reporter um supporter and another tip pro tip he's got a brother he's got a brother that plays in southern california oh okay oh wait mm-hmm. <laughs> jared do we tell him how many letters are in his last wait <laughs> <laughs> that might be a giveaway mm. oh that might be, yeah oh okay so i think i think i know who you guys are talking about and is this guy old man old man jaime vrl his brother played with Cruz Azul at one point. 
<laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Awesome. Hey, isn't this so funny? You guys actually brought. You guys mentioned it earlier. I think you yeah. mentioned it, Sharon. Right? Before I did. We even, yeah. I even got the box. You're like, yeah. I was here, like, so. this would be. You were loving that jersey. Is it signed? Is it signed, buddy? Uh, I think it's just it's just the jersey itself. Okay. The looks of it. Okay. I think it's yeah. Think it Still. This is awesome. If he didn't sign it, that means you get to um, wash it more oh, frequently. Yeah. 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 That's, that's true. That, Dude, that, congratulations. That is, awesome. yeah, that is a haul right there. Yeah. You you nailed it. I swear to God, they love you at Sacramento <laughs> Republic. You got you got killer crap. In, not crap, but stuff. You got the best. So yeah. happy for you. Congratulations, Luis. Thank you so much, Sacramento Republic, for if you curated his box specifically, whoever did it's like this was the best. Whatever you did, just over the moon. We're happy for him. Y'all have definitely made his off season with this box. So so thank you again uh, to, to Republic FC and, and the team store especially. So he's just gonna be over the moon for the next uh, several months. Especially with this jersey, I gotta say, um, I always wanted to get this jersey again, right? The um, the one with the sash because I did get it originally when it came out, and uh, unfortunately, it shrunk more than my other jerseys, and so sadly, I wasn't able to wear it this season. It, it was just, yeah. it, it just shrunk way too much. Um, don't dry it. No dryer. So, just hang it. Don't don't dry them. You those Nike jerseys, you just hang them to dry, and they dry in like ten minutes. They're fast. Yeah. So I, I, I learned, I learned yeah. the hard way because I've done, yeah. you know, uh, I've, and, and usually I don't dry them, right? Yeah. Um, I don't dry them, you know, in the dryer or anything like that, too. And so I don't know what happened to that one, actually, because I, I, huh. I all my jerseys, it's the same method of washing and drying. And oh, my that. God. It's just when that we one. first when we had the lotto jerseys, they were either skirts way too long. They were not <laughs> consistent. The training tops, they were so not consistent. Some of the guys, some of the guys were like that they were that they were wearing crop tops because they literally were so horrible the the lotto brand um training stuff they were so bad it was i'm so glad we're in nike because it is a little bit more consistent but i have to laugh back at the olden days when the guys were like just the jerseys were too big or the training tops were too small it was cool it was just so funny oh well we're we're lucky work with nike at this point yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations, and this is a wonderful way to wrap up the the podcast. And um, you know, just having Luis go through the box, really appreciate the fact that you took the time, and that everybody took the time to listen in as Luis opens the box. Don't know if you're going to split this into two podcasts, Luis, or not. But I'll tell you what: whether you do or you don't, it's it, it's really a sweet deal. So, and it's been a wonderful Sunday. Thank you guys for. Boying my spirits, as in B U O Y I N G, boying my spirits, not like masculine testosterone style boying, but whatever. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah. No, the, the, you're welcome. This is actually just going to be all one episode. And again, I have to give shout outs to the team, to uh, Wendy, um, who's in charge there, merchandise. She ultimately, she's probably the one who put all these things there because she, knew that I wanted large for my other non-Jersey uh, clothing that would be in the box. And so she, she's the one who curated that too. And shout out to uh, Connor as well. He gave me her contact. I sent her an email. 
Uh, but if it weren't for Connor, I probably would have had to do some phone calls and try and see if I could get to the person in the team store. But yeah, um, he he said that. So one more thing to add to the thank you, Connor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was there too. Say. Um, yeah, Con- yeah, you need to you need to get Allison uh, Y Garcia's uh, email next. You know, for obvious reasons. Yeah, <sighs> that, that's the, that, that'll be there. Um, and yeah. I have to say, Jaime Villarreal, I'm gonna reach out to him. Uh, well, after December first, uh, which is just the the couple of days away here for us now, um, he's gonna be on the podcast. I'm gonna try and get him in December now that I got his jersey, and you know, you gotta. <laughs> Got a high man. Uh, we were going to have him on before that, I have to say, but now that I got his jersey, I'm going to make the push to see if we can get him on uh, sometime next month to um, interview him about all that. But really excited they choose this one because this guy, he's been one of my favorites too. His brother played for Cruzul, even though like it was really short, short stint. And so when he came to Republic, I was really excited because I knew his brother. Uh, I didn't really know him as well, but he was with us for a long time. And the fact that I get basically the last jersey he wore with us right after being with us for a while i think it's it's awesome and it, it's even more meaningful that uh that that's the case too and that you know he he did a lot for the team and and that we we know him well right we've talked to him a couple of times uh in person and so and he's you know. really come out of his shell in all the years that he's been you know with the republic he was a little shyer to begin with and he's really really come out of his shell and i really appreciate the fact that you know, he's really come to just be a real good human to all of us and not afraid to talk to people. Not, I shouldn't say afraid, but, you know, he didn't always put himself out. But now he's like that guy that you could just go grab a beer and have a chit chat with. And he's fine, you know, um, and very open, approachable. It's really sweet. So, yeah. uh, you know, I hope you get a chance. I hope we get a chance to get everybody on the pod that's you know not with us, because I'd love to hear. AWO, Andrew Wheeler, I'd love to hear his experience with the, I'd love to hear everybody. So Luis, it's going to be a nice off season for us to, you know, hear from some of our, our, our favorite guys that are, have moved on and will be at a different club this year. Yeah. Yeah. Be on the lookout because again, once, uh, once Wednesday hits, I'm going to be sending some messages, maybe doing some phone calls and, and trying to get some things coordinated too. So it's, it's going to happen. We're going to try and do as, as much as we can before um, preseason starts and, and love see it. what we can get, who we can get on. So love it. Perfect. Right. Well, Sharon, right. Jared, thank you so much for, for being on here, for um, getting to experience again, this mystery box with me and for also uh, talking about the different key points that Kevin had to say on that comment on Reddit. And uh, thank you so much to all of our listeners, supporters. Uh, we really appreciate all the support that you give to us. Be on the lookout on our socials that we do another uh, live show of any sorts. We'll be posting it on there. And uh, if anything else, uh, we're going to be sharing it on there, any podcasts in the future as well. And if you haven't listened to the last interview we did, we interviewed Chris Wilson, president of Central Valley Fuego FC, who will be starting in USL League One next year and who are based out of Fresno, California. So Check that out. Really insightful. He talks a lot about the story of the Fuego and a lot about what their future plans are um, for the next five, six years uh, for the team. So great listen. All right, everyone. Have a great night or day. And we'll see you next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Jared. Goodbye, Luis. Have a great day, everyone. We did not cut corners this year. Candidly, losses this year were larger. 
Yeah, who was the 20 this year? Um, oh, to, this is blooper content, by the way, y'all. Yeah. Who, <laughs> I don't even yeah. remember who the 20 was, or did we even have a 20 this year? Yeah, I'm trying to remember if we even had one. 